Welcome to the Do Life Better podcast, where we believe that you get to create who you have been and who you become, and that's often the smallest changes and actions that make the biggest difference. I'm your host, Dave Jorner, and each week I will bring you the best guests, tips, and messages to inspire and help you and me do life even better. Thank you for joining me today. Now, let's get started. Hi friends and thank you for choosing to spend some time with me today. And today we do have another fan of the week. And this one goes to Live Healthly, which apparently comes all the way from Canada. So Live Healthly, thank you very much. And they say, great authentic conversations and five stars. Thank you. Dave, your podcast is great. I can relate to many of the examples you share. Thank you for sharing in such a raw, real and authentic way. I appreciate the incredible guests you bring on and the conversations you explore. So many little things we can do to live life better. So live healthily from Canada. Thank you very much. I really do appreciate you taking the time and the effort to leave a rating and a review. That means so much to me. And if you would like to be a fan of the week, please make sure you do get on there, leave a rating and a review as well. Now, are you a subscriber yet? Please do join us in the Do Life Better community by subscribing. You can also jump on our closed Facebook group, which is Do Life Better community. Jump on there as well. And again, by subscribing, that makes sure that you don't miss out on any future upcoming episode. Now, for today's episode, I hope you enjoy the first half of the chat with Matt Griggs, which was last week's episode, where we spoke about his experience as a surfing coach, and then he just started talking about Keely meditation. Now, I found what he spoke about so powerful that I've been trying it all week, and it has actually helped me already gain a lot of clarity. Now, as Matt said, yes, it, I've been finding it quite difficult to sit still, to be still, and to have that sense of nothingness. I don't know if I've attained that just yet, but I am still working on it because, again, even just after doing it for a week, I have already sensed a greater amount of clarity and presence throughout my day. By the way, I think it's quite timely having these episodes with Matt come up after the ones with Cass Dunn, who spoke about the power of mindfulness. And after listening to part two today, I really do encourage you to give both of these styles of meditation a try and then focus on the one that works for you or do what I'll be doing, which is try both. See, mindfulness has so many proven benefits. And as you'll hear in this episode, Keely meditation could also be a powerful addition to your daily routine and practices. So again, go with whatever is going to be best for you. During this chat, Matt mentions a breathing technique by Wim Hof. Now, if you would like to try this, do so where it is safe, where there's people around you, obviously not in a car, not when you're near the pool, um, but do it somewhere where it is safe. So please do share this episode out on social media. Tag Matt on Instagram at Matt Griggs. That's M-A-T-T-G-R-I-G-G-S. And tag me in as well at Dave Jorner and at Do Life Better Podcast. So now for this episode, we pick up the conversation just after Matt spoke about the extra clarity, awareness, presence, and openness that comes from practicing Keely meditation and how all this leads to reducing your fear, which then means that you are far more open to taking on positive risks, trying new things, and backing yourself, which makes your growth and development exponential. So now I hope you enjoy the second half of the chat with Matt Griggs. And so you said before that so many aspects of your life has changed from experiencing and processing fear differently, being aware of so many other things around you and people and stuff. So 
if we are to do this, like for example, if we do it for like a year, what could you expect to be the differences that people would see? Uh, you would notice that things that used to affect you don't affect you anymore. Mm-hmm. So you're becoming detached. Uh, you become a lot more relaxed. You're not operating with as much tension or as much uh, impatience or as much force. And in doing so, you tap into something far greater and far more powerful, which is just the subtle energy of your spirit when you really get into being consciously aware. So one thing you'll notice with many humans, and I'm sure you even notice it in yourself from time to time, is we, we have that instinctual fear kicking all the time where we become very reactionary beings. Mm. Um, and so lesson number one, and this is the first principle of the Keeley, is becoming consciously aware. The conscious awareness knows what it's doing while it's doing it. And if you were really consciously aware, I'm teaching the Paramount Eels at the moment, and I asked them that question in our first session. If, if you were really consciously aware, imagine how many things you wouldn't have done, you know, recently mm. or would have done. So we've got to wake the mind up and, and become more consciously aware. So that's one of the byproducts as well. You just become more consciously aware. And that means you don't set things into motion that aren't worthy of setting into emotion, you know, setting into motion and, 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 you know, experiencing any unnecessary karma. So you become more consciously aware, you become, you know, more patient, you become kinder, you become more caring, you become more centered, you become uh, more aware, more wise, and, and uh, that's the bright side. And then you, you lose some of the dark side of the mind, the fear, the doubt, and even just the shallow end of the pool, like brain chatter. You know, just I can't tell you how good it feels not to have brain chatter anymore. You know, I used to get played with brain chatter. It used to affect my sleep. It used to distract me when I was meeting someone for the first time. I, I would forget their name. And now I just I just don't have head noise anymore. So that's something wow. that people could expect as well. That's what I need <laughs> to get rid of that head noise more effectively and over more of a long term. Um, thanks. So, so that was the first principle. Okay. So yeah, the first one is conscious awareness, which is a term to describe how aware you are. That operates at the surface of the mind. The surface of the mind is at eye level. Um, if, if your listeners, you know, stay with me here, and if I ask a question, uh, what's on your mind right now? This this will be where you go to investigate. You'll mm-hmm. also notice that when you've got a lot on your mind, that this is where you feel tension at eye level. So look at the surface of the mind as a point of reception. It's where your thoughts are understood. It's where the outside world comes to you via the physical senses. But it's also where you can have this upwelling of emotion that comes out of the keely and hits the surface of the mind, you know, where you might feel joy or sadness or anxiety, you know, um, that comes from within. So the more you have the surface of the mind clear, the clearer you become. And ultimately, you become more receptive. It's very hard to be receptive if you've got too many things on your mind. So part of the practice is clearing the surface of the mind so you can become a more receptive human being. And when you become that, like anyone that's great in their field, whether it's, you know, surfing or, or football or, or, you know, anything is, is they just see more. You know, like Mick, if Mick picks up a surfboard, he's, he's you know, no offense, but he's going to see a bit more than you see. Mm. If, um, if he looks at a lineup, you know, uh, he's going to see more than most people see. The same as if jo- Jamie Oliver walks into my fridge, you know, he's going he's gonna to see more than I see. He's trained himself to do that. So you become more perceptive, you know, and, and, and that's a result of, of opening the surface of the mind to receive more. Um, but, you know, the, the practice is so important because – 
at the same time you're becoming detached because you'll see more than you've ever been able to see, but without detachment that can affect you. So anyway, that's the surface of the mind at eye level. Above mm-hmm. the surface of the mind is the brain and brain function. Uh, the brain, look at your brain as like an organic computer. It's where all your memories are, where all your programs are, just like an organic computer, programs and information um, that you're running your life on. So, you know, uh, maybe there's some updates. <laughs> maybe there's some uh, taking out the trash. Mm. Uh, so look closely at all the programs you're running, you know, that you've picked up since a very, very early age. You know, what is it that you're happy with that you want to refine and, and improve on? And what are your ways of being, you know, like just bad habits that you want to, you know, stop feeding and detach from? So the thinking process is, you know, it's it's where not only where all your programs are, but it's, it's obviously where we think and intellectualize and uh, while the brain's amazing at solving problems like one plus one, the brain tends to be amazing at creating problems too. Uh, so most, you know, as the Buddha says, all, all suffering comes from self-created realities and the brain as powerful and as amazing as it is, it can go into self-created reality land where you start creating things that don't exist. Um, you know, like that you might create the idea that someone's out to get you, but you're an unworthy person. Or And so, you know, it's it's important that you bring the brain into harmony, not just the mind. And there is a difference. So the brain is where you think, where you analyze, where you store that data as memory. And based on that memory, how you run, you know, your physical body. Um, the mind, which is centered in the greater key below the surface of the mind, is more to do with that innate knowing and more to do with feeling, perception, or intuition and this is when you're at your best and or what us you know sports people would call the zone is when there's no gap no pause no block between what you're being how you're being and what you're doing um so ultimately and that's one of the byproducts too is your being and your doing nature become one and the same you know you're you're in a place of harmony of of knowing and that knowing just flows straight into action there's no pause to overthink about it to you know doubt yourself you just do it uh so if you really want to be mindful, then you need to get into mind function. And, um, yeah, the mind senses as an objective observer. It's, it's more associated with that innate knowing um, that we have. And, and uh, that's, that's the greater part of you and the deeper end of the pool. So there's that part and then there's dysfunction. And dysfunction is associated with all our emotional baggage. That's the, um, you know, because of stress, we've just stuffed energy inside or we've walked away feeling bad about something. And, and when this stress or when this uh, disharmonious energy and, and or, you know, confusion or, or um, you know, belief systems uh, um, are stuffed inside, they compartmentalize and they form these emotional buttons and emotional triggers that people tend to run their life on. And um, that's what we need to get rid of, you know, is the, the faulty behavior that's based in, you know, fear-based misperceptions. Um, you know, I don't see any other, you know, that I've seen anyway, practices out there that even address, you know, how this function gets into the mind and how to dissipate it on your own, um, merit on your own time and literally detach from it. Um, so things that used to affect you no longer affect you anymore. You know, I've been teaching this for 10 years now. So just, you know, if the listeners want to <laughs> stop and start, press pause, whatever, take a few notes, take some time to let that sink in or, you know, just just hopefully it's enough for them to go, you know what, I, I didn't get all of that, but it, it, it makes a bit of sense. I, I, I'm going to follow up on this and I'm, I'm, I'm going to get that book or listen to the, you know, the app and, and I'm going to commit to the practice and, and um, that would be a good thing. 
Oh, for sure. In terms of elite sports and then in the corporate world, and even in just the personal life, in terms of your relationships as well, would there be different impacts from Keely meditation in different areas? Yeah, absolutely. And you, you, you'll find there's just universal results. Like my, my coaching, and this is how I guess I've been able to go into other sports and, and, and certainly into uh, you know, coaching in, in the corporate field, um, is that it's all based on universal principles. You know, what works for one works for all. So, you, you know, as far as the mind is concerned, you, you can, you know, have a good heat or you can, you know, have a good meeting uh, without a great breakfast. But if your mind's in disarray, it's, it's going to go pear-shaped. So mm. you cannot go anywhere without your state of mind. Uh, so you'll notice that what, whatever you develop in the mind shines through everywhere. It's not just in your sport. It's in every aspect of your life. So you don't learn, you know, if you truly let go of some fear within, you'll notice that everywhere, not just in, in one particular area. Um, the same is, you know, if you uh, become more aware, it, you become more aware of everything. So there's no, um, you know, the mind doesn't discriminate. It's, it's, uh, um, you'll notice it uh, universally in, in, in all areas of your life. So I had a chat with a manager for an elite team in Brisbane recently, and they were talking about helping their players make better decisions on court or in the middle of the game. So I'd imagine then by, for example, Mick Fanning being able to see a lot more when he's out in the waves, he could make a better decision because he has more information to take in and then to respond to. Would that be like with the, with the Eels, for example, with Parramatta Eels, with the footy teams, would that be the same principle? If you are more aware of yourself and what's going on around you, there's more information readily available for you, therefore you're able to make a better decision. Would that be true? Yes, but it's not an intellectual process because more information in the intellect tends to be an amount. And when you've got a lot of intellectual information, it can tend to actually get in the way of performance because you don't have time to stop and think when you're mm. – riding a wave or when you're you know running a football so it's it's more of a mind level thing like i, I just you know one of the uh, dudes from the eels reached out uh, tim manor who's their captain and said his ability to scan the field has has just improved greatly since doing this practice wow. um, so l- let's look at the opposite of that when you're in stress mode Everyone that has studied um, fear's effect on our physiology will know that your focus is narrowed. Mm. Your ability to scan either a wave, the ocean, a footy field, a meeting, your family, anything is compromised straight away if you're in tension, fear, stress. Um, Not only is your your focus narrowed because you're in fight, flight or freeze mode, um, your intellectual capacity is compromised as well because you're going into uh, adrenaline, fight or flight, freeze mode. All the energy is coming out of the prefrontal cortex because your body thinks it's literally dying and that, that you need to survive. So, you know, executive decision making is, is not really a priority right now. So that's how you can become compromised in performance. So, you know, one of the hardest things, anyone that's sort of gone at any level of performance, uh, one of the hardest things is, is in that uh, level is to play without tension, is to play without force, is to play without um, pressure and to uh, excessive thinking and and to be free. Um, I mean, just because it's called competition doesn't mean you can't be free. Um, mm. You know, just because you've got a singlet on doesn't mean all of a sudden you can't be a free surfer. It's a it, free surfer is a state of mind. Um, so yeah, you, you'll. Uh, um, oh God, there's just so many benefits, right? But 
yeah, you, you, without that uh, clarity, without that ability to be centered and calm, you know, when, when there's a lot going on, your ability to perceive is compromised and also your ability to act is compromised. So there needs to be a way for these high performers to, to learn to stay calm in, in that kind of environment and stay centered. Um, and it's not something you can just agree upon, you know, by reading a book and go, okay, yeah, I get the merit of that. I'll, I'll try to stay calm. It's like saying, yeah, okay, I'll try to be fit, but you never go to the gym. You, you, mm. you have a way to train it. So in terms of your daily routine, like, do you have uh, a process, a ritual, a routine that you go through every day to help you beat your peak? Yes, Absolutely. Um, yeah, I've learned it's about an 80-20 principle, you know, which that 80-20 Pareto principle turns up in many things in life. But uh, I learned that a while ago, about 80% of our performance and our health goes up and down with the state of our mind, 20% everything else. So my training and, and my coaching basically mirrors that model. Uh, so I'll wake up in the morning and I'll, um, I do my meditation practice and I'll journal for a little while, you know, just what's been happening in my state of mind and any realizations I've been having, like I tend to have a lot of ideas through the day. So I pull all those little bits of scribbly writing on bits of paper out of my pockets and start like uh, fleshing that out a little bit in my journal. Yeah. So I'll do some writing and then I'll, you know, that'll come to its conclusion and then I'll do some breathing. And I've been doing the Wim Hof breathing method for a couple of years now, which I find very effective. Mm-hmm. For anyone who hasn't heard about that, could you briefly just describe that for us? Sure. So you do uh, 36 uh, big, big breaths, like get as much air in as you can mm-hmm. uh, and then just let it out 36 times. And uh, you, you go from, I guess, having an energy deficit to, a, to a, an energy surplus because oxygen is such a huge part of the metabolic process. Uh, that basically follows the 80-20 principle as well. 20% of your energy, at least with metabolism, comes from food and around 80% from oxygen. So because people tend to breathe shallow or they're fearful or they're, you know, stressed or they're tense, they tend to just breathe through their chest and they're not getting quality air and and enough of it. So when you breathe really deeply, you get yourself back into a surplus. And his particular methodology, which is probably borrowed from a lot of yogic stuff, you know, which a lot of the breathing exercises originate in, um, there's two realms to it. There's one where you do breath retentions. So you'll do 36 big breaths and then on the out breath, you'll, you'll do a breath retention, which means you hold your breath as long as you can and you'll do a few rounds of that. And the other one is uh, you do maximum push-ups. Um, yeah, I've tried that one. I heard that one on a different podcast actually on um, the School of Greatness and I've, I've used it a number of times myself. So I do the deep breathing for about two or three minutes and then yeah hold your breath and do as many push-ups as you can i think i've gotten to like 25 or something like that and i have to stop before i pass out but afterwards i just feel my whole body is tingling i feel like yeah, in a completely different state afterwards that's right you you get you, your uh, energy into a bit more surplus and then you um you circulate that energy via the push-ups mm. so this increases a process called autophagy where the weak cells die off and the strong cells get stronger. Mm-hmm. Uh, it makes your uh, um, your blood more alkaline, which is a really good thing for your immune system and, and also for your physical strength because I'm sure you noticed even without breathing, you're doing more push-ups. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so it's great for your immune system. It's great for your energy. It's great for the alkalinity of the blood, like tick, tick, tick. And in, in terms of a bang for your buck exercise, it's fantastic. I, mm-hmm. I do that every morning. 
Um, and then I, I, I have some time every day for just playtime, you know, whether it's surfing or playing golf or, you know, I, I like to go into nature uh, as much as I can and, and just play and, and just be in nature and be by myself and, and contemplate on, you know, the nature of life and things that, you know, I, I think once you get work out of the way, like people are a bit distracted by, you know, the making of money. It's important to, you know, we don't hunt and kill food anymore. So certainly do what you've got to do to, to support yourself and your family. But I feel like we should, you know, really meet our basic needs and have enough time to pursue your own personal interests. So I, I make sure I have enough time to, to pursue my personal interests and keep studying in these areas that are of interest to me and, and play in these areas that are of interest to me. And, and um, you know, it just it makes me happier. It makes me healthier. And then when I go teach people and coach people, I'm a better person. So, uh, you know, and, and what kind of coach would I be if I wasn't doing what I taught? So I, I, I'm very strict at, at keeping my life in balance and keeping myself very healthy. Not too rigid, of course. <laughs> I feel like I could keep asking you questions for a long time because I, I love this area. I love the idea about um, searching more, finding the questions or the answers that are already within and just that time to be still. And Matt, this has been an incredible reminder for me as well. And instead of pushing too hard for stillness and silence and that, but just to allow it to happen and to try to find that nothingness. Um, and one thing I don't do enough is just to journal out the feelings, um, just the things that I'm aware of inside. Normally when I journal, it's about you know how my day went and the stresses of the day and the winds of the day and what I'm grateful for, which is still important. But I don't journal enough about the deeper internal questions or the things that I've been becoming aware of. Like, oh, there's a fear with this. How come? Or I have a tendency, a pattern of reacting to this trigger in this way. How come? Or I'm kind of like my dad when I do this. How come? So I need, this has been a great reminder for me, Matt, thanks, in terms of going even deeper with my self-discovery and with my journaling. So thanks for that. Oh, my pleasure. I, it's just important, you know, like looking deeply within yourself. I think at the end of the day, everyone just wants to feel good about themselves and wants to develop mm. a being and, and um that means you need to develop a relationship with feeling you know and how am i actually feeling you know like when there's no compliments around and when there's nothing to attach to how do i feel about myself and you know if you do get triggered and, and just know like if, if humans other people are triggering you and they're usually the greatest source it's <laughs> particularly your family mm. uh remember people trigger you because they're not being how you would like them to be so why Am I putting, you know, restrictions or, or expectations on people? Why aren't I just letting them be themselves? And why am I getting involved? Why am I trying to control them? The, the best relationship is a connection with, without control. So um, look honestly and openly at, at, at all your behaviors and, and why you get triggered. And, and another good tip is is if you are triggered, it's, it's always fear. Um, you can ask yourself that question, you know, like there's there's lots of clever disguises for it now. We can call it anxiety, we can call it depression, we can call it ego, we can call it, you know, impatience or, or whatever, but it's fear. Um, fear is at the bottom of everything. So next time you get triggered or, or if you want to self-trigger, why why do I fear that, you know, what where does that originate? And you'll notice that, you know, you'll have some memories. It wouldn't be the first time you've reacted in that way and, There'll be a time where you had a, a you know a negative experience somewhere in your past that has made you a certain way and has created a protective mechanism around that. So, 
once you you start to solve these you know compartments, these emotional buttons and triggers, and and learn to not act on them, their energy uh, dissipates and they they consume their own energy and process out. And this is how things that used to affect you no longer do. You, you'll know you're in a good place, and it usually happens within a few months of doing the practice that people say to me all the time. You know, I God, I, I'm just. I had a day today where I would usually get so triggered and I felt so free because mm-hmm. here's the thing. Like, uh, you, you, you'll get better. You'll evolve. But it doesn't mean the world's going to. It doesn't mean people, you know, well, the world's not going to come at you with some challenges. So, you know, it shouldn't be a surprise when there are challenges. And, and since you can't control that and everyone knows it intellectually, then I ask the question, how are you going with self-control? You know, do you have it? Um, all you can really do is, is, is create a mind and a body that is strong enough to handle, you know, the, the inevitable challenges that are going to come your way. As you were speaking just now about, about those challenges that come your way and when you don't like what someone else is doing, it's because of your own fear. It reminded me that, you know, with my own uh, insecurities, with my own failings, with my own faults, when I'm running a presentation, I can mask a lot of that. Um, when I'm catching up with friends, I can mask a lot of my insecurities and my faults and that type of thing. But unfortunately, it's more difficult to keep that from family, from my two sons and from my wife. And it's now that I have two young sons, it's kind of like that's been my biggest motivation to get myself sorted, um, to be that that role model for them and to be the dad that, that they deserve to have and also be the husband that my wife deserves to have. And so listening to you speak now and the outcomes of this, you know, it just really highlights for me just how much of a gap there is, I suppose, and all the extra work that I can do myself um, to be that better example and that better presence um, and that overall better human being, I suppose, you know, for my sons, for my wife. And also that that will absolutely filter out into the other work that I do as well. So again, Matt, this has been an incredible reminder for me, not just a reminder, but a, a lesson, an incredible teaching for me. And again, I feel like I could keep learning from you for a very long time. And yeah, so just with that, before I ask you those two final questions, Matt, is there anything else that you think our listeners would really benefit from hearing from you today? There's, there's a lot there, I, I know. So they, they've probably got enough, but uh, <laughs> Just start, you know. Don't yeah. don't make it a, a, a thing that you put off because that thing that you're putting off is your own development. Um, you know, your kids deserve better. The world deserves your best. So find out what your best is. You know what I mean? Stop giving the world, you know, these bad habits that we may have inherited from our parents. God love them. They love us, you know, and they they give us everything. But you know, everything is not just the good stuff. Uh, you know, unfortunately, our bad habits come from them as well. And, and you know, they're not perfect and, and neither are we. And I think the more honest and open and humble we are about that, we can start to be at peace, you know, that, okay, I, I'm, you know, stop putting pressure on yourself to know everything and to, to be everything to all people all the time and just be the best you can be and, and be open and, and be a student of life where, you learn from all these things and you and you grow as a human being and, and uh, then, you know, you will be so much better as a dad. You'll be so much better as a, as a whatever your role is in society because you'll, you'll not only be bringing, um, you know, your skills to the world and your knowledge because remember knowledge is just, it's without wisdom, it's useless. Like uh, 
And if, if someone has a lot of knowledge but they have a lot of ego, you, you won't really like listening to them. So, you know, we it's important that, you know, we everybody studies their state of mind so that you, you have a genuine feeling of care. You know, when you're helping someone, it's coming from the right place and, and you, you actually give a shit, you know, about yourself and about other people. It's not just, you know, uh, flexing your ego or trying to show people how much you know. It's It's coming from a good feeling inside and... You know, one thing I told, you mentioned him earlier because I'm, I'm teaching him now, Osher, and uh, he's beginning his practice and, and uh, you know, he, he's like many in the beginning have like the to-do list circulating in their head when they try to become still. An idea came with, you know, like why don't you have a to-be list every day as well, you know, mm. like we have a to-do list, like it, it is good to, to feel good about accomplishing tasks, but how do you want to be today, you know, like, and, and go about that practice being more loving or being more present or being more focused so you can develop yourself not just as a human doing but also as a human being and, and really evolve yourself as this dualistic uh, creature known, known as homo sapiens. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Yeah, thanks again, Matt. Like I uh, just highlights again just the need for all of us, I think, listening to really start, as you just said, just get started and then see what happens. Um, Matt, if our listeners would like to contact you, what would be the best way for them to do so? And we'll put this up in our show notes as well. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, a good portal would just be my website, uh, au. I guess I run the social media channels as well, which is just my name, Matt Griggs on Instagram and Matt Griggs Coaching on Facebook. Yeah, and they can contact me via the website as well. Um, so, yeah, that's how they can uh, check out some of my work or, or get in touch. Excellent. And one of the things I like to ask our guests at the end of each episode is their definition of doing life better, you know, particularly because every guest like yourself comes from a very different background and has different wisdom and experiences and so on. So, Matt, for you, what does do life better mean? I would suggest what I said earlier is, is – uh, Doing life better or living a life worthy of being lived is, is really going after what it is that you feel attracted to and, and doing it in a way that is uh, um, fearless and, and, and aware. So, yeah, I would uh, encourage the listeners to, to, you know, seek inward understanding and, and really look at what it is that they're attracted to. You know what I mean? That is their pathway and to, um, and to go after that fearlessly. Awesome. Thank you. And then if you could give our listeners a challenge for the week. One thing they can focus on or try to help them do their life even better, what challenge would you give them? Uh, meditate. <laughs> I thought you'd say that. So give the Keely meditation a go, yeah? I saw that coming. Um, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, commit to it for three months minimum, you know, and, and right. uh, unless you commit to it for that long, you know, you, you're uh, – you, when people start to get the breakthroughs but you know you'll get breakthroughs in the first week so uh yeah my recommended recommendation would be to uh to you know to try keely meditation and really commit to the process of, of um, learning how to still your mind to commit to the process of, of looking to yourself for the answers not just the outside world um to journal and to document your development and and to um yeah just uh be an amazing human you know being, not just doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. That's it. Matt, thank you. Um, you've been incredibly generous with your time today. 
we have gone well over the original amount of time I said we'd go for. So Matt, again, thank you for that. And you mentioned before, just you know, when people have knowledge and ego, you can kind of tell, but when the ego is aside, they have this genuine feeling of care. And, and Matt, that's you. Um, you know, just your generosity with your wisdom today, your experiences, um, you know, just your, your self-awareness is incredibly inspiring. And you know, I know that it gives me, and I'm sure it will for our listeners too, um, something to aspire to, just that, that knowing of self, um, to be open to everything and affected by nothing, you know, that, that, that state of being. Um, is incredibly inspiring. So, Matt, for the work that that you're doing out there in the community for taking what you've learnt, working with the elitist of athletes, and bringing that to um, to the rest of us as well, and in a way that can help us be again better human beings, better family people, um, better colleagues, better friends, better sports people, whatever it is that we do, um, Matt, for your help in allowing each of us to achieve that. Again, thank you very much. Uh, my pleasure, Dave. You know, it, going over time, all that, that, if it helps people, then that's great. And, you know, I, I can hear people that used to know me 20 years ago go, humble, Griggsy bullshit. <laughs> um, I think that's hopefully aspiring to know that, you know, a, a, a teenage kid who had some anger and some, you know, anxiety and some ego problems and some, um, you know, can become humble and can become more aware and uh yeah if i can do it anyone can so that's right it brings hope for the rest of us matt that's for sure (laughs) start have the courage to start awesome thank you matt Uh, again i really appreciate your time today matt thank you very much my pleasure so there we have it everyone and i hope you did find the second half of the chat with matt griggs highly beneficial for you and as he said your challenge for the week is just start Give it a go. See if you can keep it going for three months and check in. Let us know how it went for you. As I mentioned at the start, make sure you share this on social media. Tag Matt on Instagram at Matt Griggs. Me also at Dave Jorner and at Do Love Better Podcast. And I'm sure there'll be someone in your life who's wanting to do their life even better as well. So make sure you share it with them also. You can share it as a simple text or a Facebook message, whatever works for you. Make sure you share it with them also. So for now, all the very best giving this Keely meditation to go for the next three months. And I can't wait to join you next time. Thanks again for listening to the Do Life Better podcast. And have you subscribed yet? By subscribing to this podcast, that enables you to get notifications every single time a new episode is released. In your podcast app, you can find all the show notes for every episode. And if you'd like to get in contact, you can do so via email at hello at projecthatch.com.au. That's hello at projecthatch.com.au. Please remember to subscribe to the podcast, share it with someone you think will benefit from these messages, And now it's time to get out there and do life better.